Welcome back to the Hell Yeah Podcast Season 2. My name's Cody, and I get to fuck around with lasers all day. And my name's Alex, and I enjoy a solid number 9 from Taco Bell with no tomatoes. Boom, baby. All right, everybody. This week on the podcast, we got Jordan. She's in her third trimester of her pregnancy. She's at 31 weeks. She's entering a hopeful career in counseling. She's a bit of a research guru when it comes to health, mainly specializing in diets and the holistic lifestyle. She is also learning to become an independent woman, learned it through stripping of all things. She, through stripping, she got to be able to travel, pay off her debts, and learn to know her worth, and it gave her the resources to know how to become her own person. She has five siblings, one older brother, a younger sister, and three adopted siblings. She enjoy, shit. She enjoys popping other people's zits, and she's been in a relationship for a year and a half. Boom, baby. So let's go, Jordan. Hey. You did that pretty well. How's it going, Jordan? How's it going, guys? <laughs> that was a long-ass intro. That was a good one. You handled it pretty well. <laughs> Lots only, of fun facts. <laughs> yeah, just a little misstep here. Oh, well, we got through it, though. Yeah, so what What should we talk about first today? We have so many things. We do have a lot. Of sh- let's, let's let them get to know Jordan. Yeah, so I guess yeah. the first thing would be, Jordan, tell us about who you are. Um, so I am a third year, well, going into my fourth year, um, student at MSU. I kind of transferred colleges in my earlier days. So out of Missoula and Dillon, I'm, I'm telling you MSU is the spot. Okay. (laughs) Um, yeah, I come from a big family, a small town girl, um, gosh, what else do you guys want to (laughs) know? Okay, you say small town. What town? Um, a small town in Montana. Okay. Um, population okay. <laughs> five hundred people. It's um, oh shit, that's not even bad. Yeah. Yeah, my graduating class was like eighteen people. Still okay. So smallish town. Um, yeah, and just kind of trying to make the most of what I can coming from the lack of resources that they provided. Exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. So my parents live in Grass Range, Montana, and that's like a population of 100 people, oh. maybe. Okay. If I would have stayed there, had I not gone gone to CMR to graduate and stay through high school, my graduating class would have been three people. Right. So you get what I'm I saying what by the lack saying. of resources. Yeah. What was the shit to do on like a Saturday night? Um. So <laughs> the only thing that was good to do on a Saturday night was I I played sports basketball volleyball and i think i ran track one year but fuck track so um just mainly basketball and volleyball so a saturday night just consisted of sports damn (laughs) fuck track hurt my soul i was on the track team at msu (laughs) at msu hurt yeah oh good for you damn and Dickinson. And Dickinson. Yeah. There you go. Don't sell yourself short. Don't sell like myself that. short. Okay. okay. Sure, Track is not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say that. It's all good. I know a shit ton of my friends hate track. So it's all good. Fuck cardio. I was not on about that cardio. I was okay. a thrower. So yeah. I was like, fuck that. 
I'm not going to run for no reason. All right, so you're pregnant. Yeah. How, um, are you, how are you handling that? How is that for you? I mean, you're in a third trimester now, so you're well on your way. So craziest thing about pregnancy. Um, the fir- So my first trimester, I was, I had nausea, but I wasn't like, I didn't suffer from morning sickness or major cravings. There was one point where I, I only wanted like pickled beets or pickles yeah. or aspar- pickled asparagus. Um, so my first trimester was pretty easy. And then as soon as I entered my second trimester, I just had an explosion of endorphins. Like okay. everything sounded good. Everything was all good in the neighborhood. <laughs> I was so happy. And I still am. I still have like a lot of those endorphins. I feel like this baby growing in me just is so special. I feel like a lot of it has yeah. to do with him. Um, I'm like so excited about my future. I'm excited to pursue my um, pursue my master's degree. I mean... There's a lot of things that I look forward to. Um, But as soon as I hit my third trimester, I definitely have felt a big weight on my shoulders. Um, He's growing a lot, Mm -hmm. a lot during the the most during the third trimester. So there's a lot of um, pressure going on. There's a lot of heartburn, a lot of irritability, a lot more um, hormones going through my body. Um, but the endorphins are still there and I'm still, you know, really excited. Um, Logan and I are potentially looking at buying a house right now. Life is still like really going well. I'm finishing this semester out strong. I'm going back to school when I'm like 40 weeks pregnant (laughs) next semester. Mm -hmm. And it still sounds so good. Everything's, you know, I'm not you know, I'm not prepared to give birth yet mentally, (laughs) but, um, I'm excited to meet this little guy. So there's a lot of, a lot of happiness, a lot of, like I said, endorphins. (laughs) I have to say that sounds so blissful compared to some pregnancy stories I've heard where they just hate it from day one. But then when the baby's born and like all goes away, they're happy. But there are some that suffer with morning sickness really bad and it lasts all the way through. And then they're just hormones kick in and they're always just kind of pissy throughout the day. So yeah. that's awesome that you're kind of having. No, it's definitely that. been a very positive experience. And I'm shocked that I was chosen <laughs> to go through that. But yeah. because I've, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like when it was my time of the month, I was a monster. Like <laughs> <laughs> when those things were still sticking around, <laughs> like it was horrible. It was rough. And like just this pregnancy has just been. I mean, they call it the second trimester glow where everything is Mm -hmm. just like amazing. But I, I feel like a lot of this pregnancy has just been very, I don't know, very good to me. That's cool. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. Question. Uh, You kind of addressed the cravings thing, but have you had anything weird throughout it? Like, so when my sister-in-law was pregnant, it was back when I was in Dickinson at college, I lived with them in their basement. And some days I would just take the whole day off because her and I are best friends and she would just get cravings out of nowhere and we would sit there all day long and just try different shit that she was craving. And so one of them became one of my favorite things. It's those 
pizza rolls with peanut butter on them. Have you had anything? <laughs> yeah, see, what? you're giving me that look right now. <laughs> it's a craving she had, and it ended up being awesome. If you had anything weird like that happen, or just weird, like you wanted pickled beets? Um, since I've been pregnant, no. I, I mean, like I said, I haven't had any weird cravings, um, which is weird because people ask me that all the time because yeah. it's really common. But, um, you know, before, the only thing I can think of that is a little abnormal, before I was a big dessert kind of person, mm-hmm. like if we had lunch, we were having dessert. If we had dinner the same day, <laughs> we we're having dessert. Like even if it was like nice. a Reese's peanut butter cup, which is like my total weakness. <laughs> yes. Um, we were, we were totally having dessert, but now it's, um, <laughs> it's not really dessert that I crave after dinner. It's another snack. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like I have right. a meal and I'm like, you know, I think I'm ready for another snack. <laughs> yeah. But that's only been since my third trimester. Like I said, I haven't had, I haven't noticed an increase in calories, um, hmm. any like unhealthy cravings. Mm-hmm. I guess I will say this before I found out I was pregnant, but I was pregnant at the time. Um, we were watching like a commercial or something and it was like a Wendy's burger Mm -hmm. on there and I'm like you know this big health nut like I'm like super against these types of franchises right and I'm like god that burger looks really good (laughs) (laughs) and Logan looks at me with this crazy look on his face like what the fuck did you just say (laughs) so that's the only thing I can think of but I never did have that burger well, shoot, props to you for avoiding yeah. that burden. <laughs> so you brought up when talking about your pregnancy that you're not ready to give birth yet. Like, is that like a, like a mental thing? Like, you just don't feel like you're prepared? Um, so this might be a little TMI for some people. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as I hit my third trimester, um, like I said, there was just kind of this big weight on my shoulders, like a lot more hormones running through my body. Um, I'm a lot more irritated. My belly is getting a lot bigger, so my jeans aren't fitting. And, um, but the, the biggest thing, so before that, in my second trimester, I was really, really excited. I was getting anxious to meet this little guy mm-hmm. and, um, kind of one of my third trimester rolled around, um, women experience pelvic pressure, which is basically where the baby's getting heavy. And Mm -hmm. especially in your third trimester, you're a lot more susceptible to hemorrhoids. Okay. And, um, I, I had my first hemorrhoid, um, just like a couple of weeks ago and it's just like, basically feels horrible. You guys might know what I'm talking about, but, (laughs) um, it's just, it's not fun. It feels like everything's going to fall out if you sneeze. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's as far as that goes, you know, I'm only 30 weeks pregnant and I don't feel like I could give birth anytime soon just because I feel like sometimes if I sneeze, I will have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but the doctor checked. Everything's all good. I'm right on time. I'm not going to have a baby anytime soon. Okay. But it was just, you know, reality kind of hit me as soon as I was having all these symptoms my third trimester. Like, you know, what if you are going to sneeze and have a baby? (laughs) And then I was thinking to myself, well, I could probably wait another 10 10 weeks or so. Yeah. So it's, 
it just reality kind of checked me when I hit my third trimester because things were getting a lot more, you know, heavy, irritable, painful. And I was just, you know, kind of preparing myself for birth. And I think as these symptoms get stronger later on in your pregnancy, it is preparing you to give, you know, you're ready for these symptoms to be over and you're ready to give birth. That's cool to just hear this, like, it is. review. <laughs> okay, so you you know you're having a boy. Mm-hmm. Did you and Logan ever have the debate whether to not know what you're having? Definitely not. Okay. <laughs> because my fiance, Kirsten, said that she doesn't want, she wants it to be a surprise. And I'm oh, on the I other, couldn't do that. I'm on the other <laughs> end where I, I want to know, at least for like the first kid, because we want to have, I want three, possibly four. She's wants more than four. Jesus. I know. <laughs> we kind of settled on four for a number altogether, but right. comfortable with three. But I was like, at least for the first one, can we know? She's like, I want all of them to be surprised. Oh, no. And I was like, that anxiety is going to kill me. Like, I need to know. Did you, yeah. you guys never had that? So um, it was totally out of Logan's, like, question (laughs) we he had a lot of say in all of this pregnancy except for that (laughs) okay um i i there's no way i could wait i mean i i couldn't even believe that we were pregnant and then for me to wait to even know what the gender was i mean i was i'm not gonna lie i dreamt of having a girl that's all i Mm -hmm. wanted was just a baby girl and I was dying to know what it was going to be. And I'm glad that we did it because bo- like baby boys are foreign to me. I don't, you know, <laughs> yeah. like just the thought of like changing their diapers and stuff is still so new to me. Yeah. <laughs> like I haven't wrapped my head around it. And it's it's good that it worked out the way it did because um, he's going to love me. That's That's all. <laughs> yeah, was, what was the like emotion when you found out? Like, so, what was that day like? So we found out five weeks earlier than um, most people do. Most people find out at twenty yeah. weeks, and me being the obsessive um, mother, <laughs> I I got us an appointment five weeks earlier, and um, my parent, my family has just been over the moon about this entire pregnancy, which, you know, can shock some people because we're we're younger and we're not married and we're still a little new and, you know, like we've been together for a year and a half and my parents had never actually really met Logan. We'd Mm -hmm. been together for a while, but my parents, I just, I'm not the type to just bring home dudes. Right. (laughs) So, um, it was a, it was nerve wracking to tell my family, but they're, I mean, if anything, it's, it's really brought my family close together. So they, that's cool. needless to say, they just have been really wanted to be a big part of this pregnancy right. and they begged me to do a gender reveal. So <laughs> on top of waiting already for the gender, I had to make it a surprise for everyone else. So, yeah. yeah. So we had this gender reveal and it was kind of ghetto. We didn't have any <laughs> balloon, like any, it wasn't anything special. Like when we did the gender reveal, I had a lot of people reach out to me like, what the hell? I wasn't invited. I'm like, shit, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is super last minute. But we had, now the, you know. <laughs> so they put glitter in the balloon and yeah. glitter's like very small and transparent. Mm-hmm. So they popped the balloon and Logan and I were like, what is it? 
all these sparkles were coming out but there wasn't there wasn't (laughs) as like a a bright color you know what i mean and but (laughs) logan and i kind of knew deep down that it was gonna be a boy just because of all of my symptoms were like i craved like more salty than i did sweet and they didn't have a lot of morning sickness and just they kind of go all with like the midwife tales that Mm -hmm. we were having a boy right yeah. And so, um, I mean, we were excited. Logan was so excited. He was over the moon. And, um, but, you know, it's, as as we've gone on, it's been, I mean, it's, it's super exciting. Yeah, that's so that's, cool. That's awesome. Okay, question, kind of to go with the midwife tale things. Some women get more vivid dreams Oh. When they're pregnant, have you had any of these vivid dreams or did you have any dreams whether or not it was going towards boy or girl? That's so cool. I'm really glad you asked me this. Hell yeah. So um, before I was pregnant, I was, I'm was i really big into scary movies. Okay. And um, <laughs> like even if they're corny like Saw, the Saw series, yeah. I was like all about them. I liked watching them. And I was fine with it. But as soon as I got pregnant, I had these insane dreams, like very scary dreams. Like, I don't know if I can say them out like, loud. Like realistic scary? Yeah. Like I couldn't get out like, of these dreams. Like night terrorish kind of? Or not that level? Oh, very, like, okay. very scary. Like I couldn't wake myself and I didn't. Oh, shit. I've never had this problem, but I never wanted to go back to sleep mm-hmm. because I didn't want to have these dreams again. Yeah. You don't want to fall right back into it. Yeah. And That's so cool. That was I mean, not, so yeah. bad, new to but, me, right. but it it has a lot to do with the hormones that are running through yeah. your body. So good research, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool that it actually happens. Yeah, it was it was scary, but I I don't have these dreams anymore. I got through the Haunted Hill House series just fine. So no good. <laughs> Damn. So, are so That's you're so cool. are, you're able to feel like kicks and stuff now? Yeah, and everything. He's, How is that wild? Um, yeah, it's, it's, so when I first started feeling flutters, they were, I was, um, let's see, I think I was 16 weeks pregnant, maybe 14 weeks. I started feeling little flutters and every day they've just kind of gotten stronger and it's, you know, it is exciting, but sometimes if I'm sitting in a weird position, he's like kicking my ribs. (laughs) The only problem I have with the kicking is at night right before i go to bed he Mm -hmm. has to let me know that he's alive which is great (laughs) um (laughs) it gives mothers a really big reassurance that Mm -hmm. baby's kicking and healthy and happy and um but he does keep me up all night long kicking so i mean it's a blessing in big disguise (laughs) yeah (laughs) a little bit of a give and take there yeah yeah okay I do you have any other questions? I was gonna kind of oh, hit the parenting route. No. Hit it, man. Okay, so now that we've talked about the pregnancy. Oh no 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 no! Whoa whoa whoa! whoa, whoa. Birthing. Oh yeah, birthing. the types of birthing right. options. So that was another ways. question. Did you do you have like a preference between natural C section? So, <laughs> my answer to this, I took Hannah Wilson's Contemporary Issues in Human Sexuality class. Um, at MSU, I highly recommend it. If not even if you're a psychology major, if you are any person who wants to hear all about childhood brides, anal, um, 
I mean, all over the map, like everywhere. Foreskin tuggers. <laughs> I mean, she's your girl. She'll okay. she'll Shoot. give you a whole. We are learning. Shit. She'll give you a whole semester on, um, just basically issues in sexuality. Right. So mm-hmm. I learned a lot there, and I also learned about what midwives are, mm-hmm. and. We had this natural mid, like this natural path midwife come in, and there's two different types of midwives. One, one you can like have at a hospital where mm-hmm. you like go through with a C-section or whatever you choose, and one you can have like an at-home childbirth. Right. And I was kind of not really new. I'd been a year into my um, study of like holistic lifestyle. And this lady totally sold me on bathtub births. And mm. I was like, no questions asked. Logan and I are having an at-home mm-hmm. bathtub birth. Right. Okay. And that was that was before we even found out I was pregnant. I was like, came home and I was like, oh my gosh, I think I want to be a midwife. Like, <laughs> this, this lady totally sold me on it. Uh-huh. And then when we found out I was pregnant, um, I still loved the idea of having an at-home bathtub birth. And then I started doing my research. I had talked to some nurses from the hospital, and I had talked to some midwives from the Bozeman Birthing Center here in, in um, Bozeman. And they basically kind of told me, it's up to you. Um, if something happens to baby, we are, like, that far from the hospital, even though they're not, they're only, like, they're, like, less than two miles from the hospital. Mm-hmm. But two miles is two miles. I mean, yeah, there can be some pretty big consequences for just even like a five minute time frame. Yeah. So, um, we, we decided to go with a hospital birth just, just strictly due to that fact that if anything were to happen, we wanted to be. Yeah. It's a scary in, thought. Yeah. And we're going to consider a bathtub birth for a second baby, seeing how the first, the first birth goes, if everything right. goes smoothly, mm-hmm. I handle birth like a, crazy woman like (laughs) we're good then we'll consider it for the next one but um so once we decided on the hospital birth um sorry give me a second (laughs) once we decided on the hospital birth I was like no questions asked I'm not having a an epidural like I want to do it as natural as possible right and then as we started getting deeper into the trimester, the third trimester, I was having all these like aches and pains and I was like, just kind of reality hit me. I was like, you know what? If you have to put me down, do it. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm not going to go through 36 hours of labor just to feel this way. Like nobody's going to give me a cookie for not having an epidural. So that's where we're at right now. I mean, I was totally set on not having one and doing it completely natural and I still want to try but if I'm if you need it yeah if I'm ripping my shit up like (laughs) put me down doctor (laughs) I was about to say because when my mom gave birth to me it was like 18 hours but I was coming out feet first so they had to literally like turn me around inside I was like oh sorry mom that shit had to hurt (laughs) and I've heard so many stories of women planning on having a natural birth and it just doesn't work out so yeah I'm just, I'm preparing myself for whatever my body needs and I'm not going to kill myself over it because I'm, I want to do like what's best for the baby and that's all I care about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. At least you did your due diligence when it came to all this. Yeah. I didn't, I don't want to like be totally set on one thing because 
nothing ever is perfect. Yeah. Right. It never works out the way it should. Yeah. So. Do we miss anything in the no, pregnancy? No, no, I think we're good. We're good? Yeah, that was the last okay. thing. I'm, I'm glad like, oh, you shit, remembered that one. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we covered the pregnancy. Now I'm looking forward past this into parenting styles. Do you have anything programmed into you from the way you were raised that you think you'll continue that you liked with what your how your parents raised you versus do you have anything that you're absolutely just not going to continue um yeah so one thing is that my parents made me work for everything I had and I think that that's really important Logan and I have goals later on down the road to make money um, and make a good living at what we do and what we love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, we don't want to just give it to our kid. We don't want to, we don't want his road to be paved. We want him to know what work is. We both agreed our son should work while he's in high school if he's right. not like busy. And those are some of the things that's definitely stuck. And luckily Logan and I were kind of raised the same in that aspect. Yeah. So those are that's like the main thing is, you know, we want our kid to just really know the true meaning of working for your money. Yeah. And, um, but some of the things that we talked about that we're going to do differently, um, both of our parents kind of grew up in the time zone where, um, gender roles played a big part Mm -hmm. in, what they did like boys did boy things girls did girl things boys wore boy things and girls Mm -hmm. wore girl things yeah Yeah. um and logan and i disagree on that um it's different now i think with today's society they're a lot more accepting of like uh gender differences Mm -hmm. and sexuality um but growing up it that wasn't acceptable right and um that's something that Logan and I are totally agree on. And like we talked about, um, Oh, what do you call it? Punishment. Um, spankings. Yeah. That was actually just like discipline. Discipline. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it has a special name. Like, yeah, but basically discipline, disciplining your kids. We we agree on that um, to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, Logan and I both agree that we're not going to take our anger out on disciplining our kid. If our mm-hmm. kid needs a spanking, he's going to get a spanking for what he did, not because we're frustrated and let too many things slide by. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So that's one thing we talked about. Uh, there's just been like a couple situations where we see our parents parenting their kids or my parents parenting. Um, so for example, this, this last weekend, my brother had a failing grade and he pulled, my dad made him pull up his grades over Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and my dad was reprimanding him in front of everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I told Logan, I didn't agree with that. Um, because my dad was basically telling him what everything he was doing wrong and, not what he was doing right and what he could do right. Yeah, like no positivity. Yeah, yeah. and I I didn't agree with things like that. So it just there's been a couple of things that Logan and I, and we've agreed pretty much on everything as far as parenting goes. Have there been any like big things you've disagreed on? 
Um, yeah, so <laughs> something that we kind of talked about earlier, um, something I learned in Hannah Wilson's class too, um, circumcision, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, you know, I don't think we should really circumcise our kid. And Logan was no, no backup information at <laughs> all and was like, no, we're doing it. Yeah. And I was like, really? Like, come on, like, let's argue about this. But there are perspectives yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying I'm ready to argue about it, but right. like, I could see where like a guy's perspective would be like, yeah, definitely do that. Yeah. And I, there's been no, um, like studies that show whether circumcision is beneficial or not. It's mm-hmm. more cosmetics these days because oh, yeah, for sure. our water that we have access to around here is clean. And that's, mm-hmm. that was the biggest thing for circumcising boys back then. And I was like, you know, like if he wants to be circumcised later on down the road, let him do it. Like, you know, but the thing that sold me on Logan's perspective was that he would get made fun of. Mm-hmm. And See, that, that was the initial thought of mine. Right. Too. Yeah. And that was the only thing that sold me on it. Um, another big topic between Logan and I, and I know that this is a heated topic for everybody, but vaccinations. Yep. Um, Not so heated for me, but. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I understand both sides. I understand and I totally respect why people don't do it. And I respect why people do it too. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of dig myself into these holes like of these like parenting holes yeah like what am i gonna do you know mm-hmm. and vaccinations have just been a constant like scary thought for me because of the dangerous like chemicals in them like mm-hmm. mercury and lead mm-hmm. is the biggest things and um you know logan and i we he was all about vaccinations but he didn't know the opposing side of the argument and we just kind of came to the consensus that um you know we're gonna vaccinate our kid with the big ones um Mm -hmm. measles mumps um rubella things like that like polio Mm -hmm. the really big ones as far as flu shots i haven't had a flu shot in like four years same you know yeah I don't think that we should infect our bodies with those types of things. If we can, it's better for us to fight them off. Yeah. And so Logan and I just, we want to keep our kid as healthy as possible. Um, we plan on breastfeeding, which boosts immunity. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was, that was a really hard thing for us to overcome because I had been swayed both ways as far as vaccine, uh, vaccinating and not, um, but yeah. I was about to say, I didn't know if I wanted to touch vaccinations unless you wanted to. So I'm glad you brought that one up because I know some people are kind of touchy. on It that is very yeah. touchy. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so do you have any values as parents that you want to make sure get across in your parenting? Um, yeah, I think as of my answer right now, off the top of my head, what will be that... Um, that he can talk to us about anything. Mm-hmm. I want I want our kid to know that we love and care about him. You know, I'm, like, kind of strict about, like, knowing what hard work is. Yeah. Like, I want him to know those types of things. But I also want him to be able to come to Logan and I for everything. I don't want him to be sneaky or, um, you know, just, like, lie to us. Yeah. 
I want him to know that our relationship is most important and that we love and want the best for him. I was about to say, that's something I don't think my mom was prepared for was how open I would become later on. Well, I guess oh, pretty same, much my whole dude. life. Yeah. Like my brothers are kind of more closed off about their life and what they're doing as opposed to me. I was just like, this is happening. Yeah. See, I want the same thing as you with yeah. like my future kids. Yeah. Like I want to be able to be like the dad that can put them in their place when needed, but also mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the best friend. It's like, oh, I can talk about anything with that. Yeah. That's yeah. me. That's me. <laughs> no, I definitely, I think that um, attachment and bond is super important yeah. for your kid. I agree with that. Do you have Do you have any? Okay, go ahead. What were you saying? No, go ahead. Okay. Do you have any fears that he might be like a daddy's boy or anything like that? Um, no, not at all. <laughs> I guess the only fear that I've ever had, and it's not something that eats away at me, but you know, it's always something to like prepare yourself for. But if things weren't to work out between Logan and I, and our parenting <coughs> styles were all of a sudden different. That's something that scares me. Mm-hmm. But overall, at the end of the day, it will be all about the relationship I maintain with my kid. Mm-hmm. And Logan and I really, truly have like the same morals and kind of respect yeah. each other. And that's nice. Yeah. If he loves his dad, I mean, it's a race, man. I love him too. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Kind of to go along with that one. Do you kind of have a feeling there's always like, Sometimes you can have like two fun parents or you have like a fun parent and a more strict one. Like in my family, my mom is the more fun parent. Uh My dad is more on the strict side. Do you guys have a sense of who's going to be that? Because Kirsten and I know I'm going to be like the fun dad. Oh, yeah. She's more on the low key on the personality side. (laughs) That's a great question. And I have a total (laughs) honest answer for you. I'm totally going to be the more strict parent. Okay. I feel like Logan... And this is totally what makes Logan and I work. He is so laid back and he is Mm -hmm. so, he accepts what is. If I come home and I'm raging, pissed, yelling, it's Mm -hmm. all good in his neighborhood. (laughs) Not to say that's the exact same thing. (laughs) But no, he will definitely be like, I'm like a health nut. I'm like, Mm -hmm. eat your veggies. And I'm like, going to make sure that my kid is like, you know, getting the right amount of nutrients and whatnot. Uh And Logan, on the other hand, is like Alex, like, give me that number nine at Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) No tomatoes, but I'll eat ketchup. Yeah, Yeah. that's Logan. (laughs) Mom, made you eat the broccoli? We're going to McDonald's. Hold on. Yeah. (laughs) Don't tell her. This is between us. Throw your stuff out as soon as we hit the driveway. (laughs) I definitely, as between Logan and I, will be the more strict parent because Logan's like already talking about sports and what athletics he's gonna play baby boy of course he's talking about and i'm like he's gonna be a mathlete before he's a tracklete (laughs) (laughs) i'm a mathlete non-athlete yeah (laughs) so i'm just constantly reminding logan that you know education is important and yeah those types of things that's something we talked about probably like two podcasts ago or one podcast ago but it was sports with kids do you feel like you want them to be athletic? Like you might push them towards it when they're little. Are you just going to kind of just free flow it? Like either you gravitate towards this or you don't. I 
The only thing I have to say about that is that education will always come first. Your grades right. will always come first. As far as sports, if he is dying to play football, I will let him play football if he is just okay. dying to play it. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with the sport because mm-hmm. of the um, low concussive like impacts right. that affects you later on down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't agree with that, and I would much rather see him play something like tennis, <laughs> track, or hey. yeah, or a track. There's Heck. flag football too. Yeah, that's true. Flag football. Logan's a big hockey player, and I there's I have, contact in that too. I, I know that's another big one. I have a hard time watching Logan play hockey, but it it runs in his family, and mm. if I I couldn't be the one that takes that away from right. them. So. Whatever the kid loves, it's what it's what it's gonna be. If he wants to be an actor, is there any push he? towards certain things though? Um, besides education, as far as like pushing your kid to be interested in this or that. No, I think my biggest um, hope for him is that he is just as open minded as me, and that whatever goes is okay, and that people are entitled to their own opinions and. People will treat you this way because of this way, and that's okay. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want him to be that person that gets easily offended and grows up with a strict mindset. Like, yeah, everybody's different. Yeah, that's an agreeable, agreeable thing there. Yeah. I on the sports front, I've always been. Kirsten kind of agrees, but doesn't agree. When they're little, I kind of want my kid to do like the tumbling classes. It's like. Oh, introduction sure. gymnastics, like gymnastics, but it's not gymnastics. It's like introducing you to hand-eye coordination. Yeah, it's like balance and like even if you don't go into sports, I want you to be coordinated enough that you don't trip when you walk up a stair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Logan and I kind of talked about gymnastics as well, just it being an option. Yeah, for him, that's partially why we want to stay in Bozeman. Is we want um, him to have access to as many to try as many things as possible yeah. right same they do hockey here they have a gymnastics um tumbling thing here in bozeman yeah um they have all sorts soccer mm-hmm. um all sorts of things i'm pretty sure yeah pretty sure they do male volleyball here i think that's they great. do look into that no, i have a coworker <laughs> that does it they do yeah. have it so i i'm totally whatever lo- the kid loves like okay. he should n- he shouldn't be reprimanded for doing a girl sport or a boy sport. For like, sure, yeah, I can get behind that. Do you yeah. think? Do you think you have one more parenting question? Um, yes, this one was things you don't want your kid to do, like that you would kind of be pissed if you found out your child was doing it. So, like, say they're at school and they're picking on other kids, like they're the bully. Yeah, like, are there any things like that that you would be absolutely pissed about if you knew your child was doing it yeah um bullying is a big one for me Mm -hmm. um I know I was a victim of bullying in high school I don't know about Logan and even honestly growing (coughs) up my throughout school I can even remember elementary school I wanted to be friends with all the popular people yeah like Mm -hmm. that was what I wanted and um I don't I don't ever want him to have that mindset. I don't ever want him to feel that someone's better than him. Mm-hmm. And I don't want him to feel that he's better than anybody else. I want okay. him to cohabitate, not cohabitate, but just like 
live in this environment and be the best person he can be. And yeah. I want him to know that that's his role and that his role is not to be better than anybody else. Love that. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I feel like some parents like push it like, like the QB one. Yeah. Like Tate Martell's dad. Uh-huh. He just seemed like you will be he the wanted best. Tate to be above everyone. Yeah. Speak. Yeah. Cause some parents just put that into their kids. Like you're better than them. I hate yeah. that shit. And I have a I have a hard time, you know, kind of going back to my small town where they just talk about who's the best on the team. Yes, and the politics and of small towns. Oh, oh my God. man, <laughs> it drives me nuts. And that's that's one thing that I just want my kid to know is that his his role in this life is to be the best person and the rawest version of himself. Mm-hmm. What he loves is what he loves, and nobody can take that away from him. Yeah, definitely. Damn. And that he should respect others, other people's choices as well. All good things. That is all good things. I like that. I think that's all I have for parenting. Okay. So we had one question, just keep on the relationship okay. topic here. Jordan, what do you do to keep the relationship alive and not boring with your boyfriend, both before pregnancy and during? So um, a big thing with Logan and I, um, we, there's a lot of laughter. He's hilarious. He's like my best friend. Um, very important. That yeah. Important. Um, I don't know if there's like one specific thing we do to keep the relationship alive. I can't say that we're huge sex freaks because we're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we a lot of our love comes from laughter and things that we joke about and things that we do together we like right now we're watching a netflix series i mean See, i think yes. that should that should overshadow i love that shit. the sexual connection totally and you know now that like we're kind of on the sex topic but that's just one thing that's so great about logan and i's relationship is that it's not all about sex it's a very not very rare um but it's not an often thing that we do. It's, you know, I get up and I make him breakfast and I make him a sack lunch because I care about what he is eating and sustaining himself throughout the day with. I drives me nuts when he gets gas station food. <laughs> drives me absolutely nuts. That's fair. But so I'm like, I always make sure that things like that are being done. Like we're constantly caring for each other. And we always have each other's back. But the biggest thing is just kind of laughing. I mean, I don't know a time that we're not joking around and just deep belly laughs. That's good. I would say that's similar to like Kirsten and I. It's just like random, not random, but so like random acts of kindness, I guess, <laughs> for the other person. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not all sex all the time. It's more like the laughing and then showing the other person you care through little shit like sack lunches and stuff like that. Totally. Always yeah. the little things for me. And exactly. That's actually one thing that just kind of keeps Logan and I laughing is we have so many inside jokes. Yeah. They're not really inside jokes, but just like they are. Like uh-huh. you just make a little comment and they totally know what you're mm-hmm. talking about. And our re- I swear. Those are the best moments. Too. <laughs> I swear our relationship revolves around our little inside jokes because we could just be in the most serious, like, fucked up situation and we'll just be (laughs) dying on the inside so it's that's definitely our big our strongest aspect in our relationship nice yeah 
So you mentioned you're going to be going towards your master's once mm-hmm. this baby's out and yeah. about doing his thing. So I'm assuming you have an opinion or a side on um, like the working woman, the working mom versus the stay at home mom. Uh huh. Um, so something that um, Logan and I have kind of talked about that I think is important to take note of. Logan and I both agreed that no matter what job we have, if we are doing enough to sustain our family, then the other one is totally welcome to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Say that their dream goal is to work at a coffee shop. Like, you do it. I'll I'll be the breadwinner. Like, vice versa with yeah. Logan. Yeah. Um, but luckily, Logan and I have chose to like go down career paths that will sustain our family later on in the future. Um, But that kind of brings us back to the stripping thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to be honest, he's completely against it. He hates Mm -hmm. it. Um, Just like any spouse would, um, partner would. For sure. But I don't, I don't let him kind of have a say in that because to me, Getting good grades and passing my classes are important to me. Mm-hmm. And right. quite frankly, if we didn't have this baby on the way and Logan, like for some reason he never would, but like threatened our relationship, I'd, I'd give him the boot. Like, see you later, man. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what yeah. I, this is my, my goal. I want to get through school. I want to pay off my student debt and I want to work twice a week. Yeah. Um, and Logan has a hard time with that. That's kind of something we butt heads about. But that's kind of how I feel independently. I'm going to get my master's while I'm working at a strip club, and I have nothing against that. Yeah, no shame in yeah. it. Yeah, I have right. no shame in that. I don't believe in paying somebody else to pay f- to watch my kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I work nights, so when Logan gets off work... Logan gets to watch the baby while I go make money. Yeah. Like I don't I don't want anyone else to watch my kid. I want to spend all that time with my kid and I want to spend that time doing my homework as well and Right. That's kind of how I feel about the stripping gig. Yeah, there's a justification to it. It's not yeah. like you just want to go strip or something like that. Exactly. I I think that there's a lot of perks to it and Correct. Yeah. that has definitely outweighed the cost especially especially even being pregnant in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, it's always just bettering your future rather than and, being some people go to school and bettering and just my being kid dead. like Yeah. You know, he I get to spend that much more time with him and I get to spend that much more time on school. Why would I mm-hmm. have a low-paying job where I have to work 4 days a week to try to sustain myself and pay for somebody else to watch my kid when I'm not working towards anything? But just paying my bills. Right. Right. Like, it's completely legal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So I definitely have a lot of faith in the independent woman. Yeah. Speaking, you were talking earlier about the path to independent, being the independent woman. What kind of got you started down that path of independence and... Um, so like I said, I came from a really small town and, you know, kind of like what Alex said earlier, going back to a small town, there's a lot of small town politics, Mm -hmm. gossip, 
and it can easily keep your mindset in one place. Yeah. Um, so as far as that, as soon as I started this whole stripping thing, I'm like, you know, I graduated high school and I was like, okay, where am I going to work? I'm going to work at a coffee shop and try and make my bills and, or I'm going to work as a waitress and serve people food and, you know, do the best I can and pay for my college. And I don't know. It just, as soon as I was able to pay for my own bills and think my own thoughts and be my own person, travel to anywhere I wanted without my parents over my shoulder because I don't, and there's nothing against anyone who does this, but I, they don't, they can't claim me. Like right. I, I'm completely on my own. And a lot of that came with stripping because I was able to do everything on my own, sustain myself on my own and kind of teach myself, you know, I, I got to go to a lot of health seminars. I got to meet a lot of different people with different perspectives and it has opened my, my mind to so many different, um, ideas. Right. And I think that that's definitely opened a lot of doors for me as far as that. I'm having fun just listening to all this. I am too. <laughs> I love it. All right. So I got two just off the rip questions. Yeah. And then we can transition to a full topic. Yeah. Are there any weird smells that you enjoy? Um, this isn't pregnancy related, right? It is not. Okay. Weird smells. Like Cody and I immediately we just looked at each other. We're like gas. Gas. Yeah. Gas. You know, I do like gas, but it freaks me out. I right. like yeah. I know it's not good for me, so I like try to avoid it at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> but I you know, <laughs> nef- I guess I guess that would be like the only thing that's like actually addictive, you know. Uh-huh. But yeah, I couldn't think of something off the top of my head. No weird smells. Do you have another weird smell? No, <laughs> I was not, my, not off the top of my head. My no. only other one was the gravel road. Oh like yeah, in the summertime yeah, yeah. when it gets real dusty, I love the smell of dust. Oh, but like not inside <laughs> house dust, yeah. but like gravel road dust. I don't know why. Like you <laughs> like it. it when you're like driving down this dirt road and your AC's on, and then all of a sudden you get all this yeah. dust in your truck and you like can't breathe. Driving yes, down dirt I love road. <laughs> that smell is fantastic. Uh, that is I very, disagree. I disagree as well. <laughs> very weird. So. Not for everyone. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's a good. Yeah. Would, would you say you have a favorite kind of dog? Um, <laughs> no, I don't. You don't. And I own a corgi. <laughs> 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 I I love my corgi to pieces. Don't ever get me wrong on that. But I will not get a corgi again because they are very stuck in their ways. <laughs> Granted, she's a year and a half. And I want to get this straight. I do love her to pieces, but a favorite dog. I mean, I do like to look at corgis. They are cute. Mm-hmm. But um, I have to say, I honestly don't think I will own another dog after Lola. She's she's done me well. She's been a great a great friend and a lot of entertainment. But I don't I don't think I'm a pet person. Okay. How are you, Cody? What's your favorite dog? I got three of them. Oh, Jesus. I know. <laughs> One I for can't. each kid you pop up. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I freaking love St. Bernard's. 
Okay. They're fucking massive, and I've always just wanted a huge dog. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Um, huskies. Love huskies. Mm-hmm. And then I can't, is it? Can't remember that. It's like the St. Bernice Mountain Dogs. Is that okay, how you say I it? I think so. Yeah. I love those dogs. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Dude, I'm in love with pugs, man. Pugs? <laughs> They're just ugly, but <laughs> cute and little. Oh my gosh. Like, I would love to have a big ass husky, but if I just had a little just pug on my lap all the time, I'm a happy camper, dude. I do have to say, if <laughs> I were to get big if. another dog, it will be a lap dog. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't get a Chihuahua. It's a no, yeah, okay. I'm not a, I'm not a, a yapping <laughs> yapper. You don't need that. <laughs> See, I would be all about that lap dog life if Kirsten's dog loved me, Goose. Yeah. See, he. What kind of dog? He's an Italian greyhound. Oh, I'm horrible at dogs. It's just this like. Little it looks like a, skinny. a big greyhound, but it's like tiny. Yeah, tiny. <laughs> what? So he looks just like a huge greyhound. He's just lap size. He's cute. But he always, like, if Kirsten and I walk through the door together, boom, he runs. Granted, she had him for five years before we got together. So there's that bond. <laughs> but even if we're sitting on the couch, he'll just, like, sit there and look at me. And I'll, like, try and pet him. And he'll be like, no, man. I'm with mom right now. Don't touch me. <laughs> so it kind of throws me off the lap dog thing. Just his experience. And it's like, love me, man. Yeah, please. Yeah. just needs your attention. Whenever she's gone, though, he's like... I guess I'll settle for second best. But as soon as she walks through the door, he's like, I was not fucking touching him. (laughs) This is totally off topic, but I meant to say it earlier when we were on the subject of it. When you asked me who's going to be the cooler parent. Yeah. Another reason I know it's Logan is because Lola's been my dog for like for a year, you know, Mm -hmm. and Logan's already the cool dad. Like. (laughs) If Logan's walking upstairs, Lola's right behind him, right behind his feet, and I'm, like, chilling downstairs, like, maybe getting her dinner ready. Where Logan goes, Lola goes. It's like, all right, I'll accept that. Could be a sign. We don't know. Yeah. I like that. Uh, So our major topic, which we thought would be a huge part of this podcast in general, was health. You have mentioned you're a health nut. And we're already hitting on 40 or 54 minutes on yeah, this. It's gone by quick. <laughs> so we can keep the help to a minimal here. Yeah. Uh, my first thought was your opinion on like cleanses or like detoxing. Like, is it accurate? Helpful? Is there a good? Is there a bad? Um, so I don't know enough about cleanses as far as like the juice cleanses. Yeah, because it seems to be like a trending topic. Yeah. And it's like more money hungry now. Yeah. I think, Everyone I guess, like, if, I, if I were to have an opinion on like juice cleanses, I think they're great for resetting your body if you are going to start a healthy lifestyle. If you're mm-hmm. going to, if you're going to start a, a new diet. Right. Right. And I'm not saying that dieting is the answer when I say that either. But if you're going to start eating healthy, I think starting with a cleanse is a great idea. However, um, as far as cleansing your body, um, sweating, saunaing, mm-hmm. I think those are really important. Um, getting all those nasty chemicals out of your body is really good for you. And that even goes as far as 
drinking a soda or putting a toxic perfume on you. Mm -hmm. I mean, getting those chemicals off of your skin Mm -hmm. is extremely beneficial. Um, I personally, I have, I drink celery juice in the morning. If you're interested in what that's more about, Google medical medium. He'll tell you all about it. Okay. Um, but I do a, a celery juice in the morning and that just totally kind of kickstarts my, my, how my day is going to go as far as eating. Yeah. It gets everything out of my system in the morning, like a bowel movement gets everything all set up and I can start my day on a fresh empty stomach with having drink that celery juice. It's absorbing all those nutrients first. It's not like combating with anything else that I've eaten in the morning. It's, it's a great reset. And I think that that is considered a cleanse, but I'm not living off of juice. I'm just drinking celery juice in the morning, start restarting my day forgetting everything I ate yesterday and starting my day. Nice. Yeah. Okay. My question would be keto diet. I started the keto diet probably month and a half, almost two months ago, down 20 pounds, but I combine it with fasting. I don't eat. Normally I don't eat after like 6 p.m. in general, but now it's like once I get off work, it's 5 p.m. I don't eat from then till one in the afternoon the next day. Wow. Yeah. So it's like 18 hours or somewhere around that time frame. Yeah. Which is, what are your thoughts on fasting and keto? Um, or, or tips for Cody, yeah. if you have any. So um, my thoughts on keto, first of all, I think be, keeping your body in ketosis is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the keto diet goes... Um, There's a lot of mishaps, um, misconceptions with all diets in general. And the Mm -hmm. thing with keto is that things like ranch and an abundance of cheese, and this is different for everyone. Mm -hmm. I don't know how your diet is, but um, most people who do the keto diet who are kind of suffering from a junk food um, type lifestyle, Mm -hmm. They think that an abundance of protein and abundance of cheese and an abundance of ranch or all those like unhealthy things that have zero sugar and high fat. Um, The problem with those things is that they are loaded with canola oil and um, lectin or um, not lectins, those two, but um, like, like soy, like bad chemically pro they're heavily processed foods and that is um keto diet approved Mm -hmm. the other thing about the keto diet is that it kind of comes back to the abundance of protein protein is good for you from plants and meat Mm -hmm. and people think that oh if i'm on the keto diet i can live off of bacon and cheese for breakfast bacon cheese and eggs That's a problem because if you eat too much protein from an animal, Mm -hmm. um, your body can't process it. Can't your body can only process so much protein. So any excess protein that your body has consumed will be turned into sugar and it's just like eating a candy bar. So that's my problem with the keto diet is that people think that they don't need to eat starchy vegetables and Mm -hmm. that they don't have to eat this type of vegetable or they don't have to eat fruits or whatever. But yeah. um, I do believe keeping your body in ketosis is a, a sustainable way to 
to live. Mm-hmm. As far as fasting, I think fasting is great as well. Um, oh, something I guess I would add back onto the keto thing. Um, for myself, I actually keep my body in ketosis mm-hmm. if I'm like online with like eating healthy. But I don't eat a lot of protein. I eat a lot of vegetables. I eat eggs. I eat a lot of fats, avocados, coconut oil, um, avocado oil, things like that. I do eat cheese. I'm like have a really soft spot for cheese. (laughs) But I try to I try to keep my cheese to a minimal. Um, And that's that's one way of keeping your body in ketosis. But people don't think about that. I do eat fruit, but I don't eat a lot of fruit. I eat fruit like twice a week. And just eating that fruit twice a week, I still can keep my body in ketosis because I'm yeah. keeping it to a minimal. Right. Um, so th- that's how I feel about the keto diet, the trend. Mm-hmm. As far as fasting, I think fasting is great. I was just in a health seminar listening to this chiropractor and he basically said um, he finds himself eating less and less food every day. Yeah. He wakes up and has like a two egg omelet loaded with veggies Mm -hmm. and then drinks a coffee throughout the day. And at night he has a huge salad and then he wakes up the next day and has coffee and fasts until 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. I was about to say, yeah, I've noticed that because I eat at one and it's like a decent sized lunch because I skip breakfast Mm -hmm. pretty much completely. And so at one, I eat like a decent sized lunch. And then by the time five rolls around dinner time, pretty much for me. It's gotten a lot smaller Mm -hmm. than from when I first started. And it's like some days I'm not hungry, but I'll eat like a little bit of something just to get nutrients in there to sustain until one the next day. But by the time five o'clock rolls around some days, I'm not even fucking hungry. Yeah. And then by the time I'm usually in bed about nine, nine thirty anyways, and it's like, fuck it. So something (laughs) that I've learned on my journey and actually um, in, in college as well, um, If we're presented, this is a study, if we're presented with a huge plate, a portion of meal, which if we go anywhere, we're presented with Mm -hmm. way too much food in front of us, we will eat up to 30% more than what we need. Need. And that's a huge problem because our stomachs are expanding. Like, Think about one person who has a very stretched out stomach who can put down a lot of food. And think about that same person who gets their stomach stapled because their stomach is smaller and they can only handle so much food. Mm -hmm. You can train your body by eating less food. And that's partially what fasting does for you is you can train your body to eat less food. So you're less hungry the next time you eat. And that's the whole idea of pretty much why people can put down so much food it's either because they have a high metabolism or their stomach is so stretched out because they just eat and eat and eat and eat like Mm -hmm. if you're on a binge of eating a ton of junk food not junk food but just a lot of food in general your stomach is so stretched out the next time you eat you'll be just as susceptible to eat as much food as you did in the last sitting versus if you were to eat a small meal the next sitting, you're just as susceptible to eat the same size meal. Mm-hmm. It's super important to listen to, to to your body because whether you're eating an abundance of vegetable vegetables or an abundance of meat or protein or junk food, candy, the excess food that your body cannot digest will be converted to sugars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got learned, man. Learned. 
Yeah, I learned some things on that one. That yeah. was nice. And we kept the health to a minimal, so we don't need to bother anybody who doesn't want to hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not All right, pushing you, you want to take us out on this podcast tonight? Uh, I brought us in. You, you get oh, to take God us out on damn this it. one. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Jordan, for coming by and sharing so much about yourself. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. And this is episode four yep. of season two. Thank you guys for stopping by, and we'll see you guys next week. See you later.